Thank you for joining us today for Kingdom Rock Radio. On today's broadcast, Pastor Sumiko Stroud is going to continue in the series entitled The Book of James. This is part number seven. So if you'll go ahead and turn your Bibles to chapter four uh, in James. There's only 17 verses and I had such high hopes that we would cover all of chapter four today. So far, it's taken at least two weeks for each chapter. It doesn't look like this week is going to be any different. So we don't ever want to rush uh, anything, but we'll, we will go um, and see how far we can get. Uh, again, I encourage you uh, when you're home in your own Bible study time to just continue reading in the book of James because it just goes deeper and deeper. And, you know, in, in the 30 minutes uh, that we have on Sunday mornings, we're just getting the surface, but hopefully enough to pique your curiosity and your interest. Uh, I'm going to read to you today from the New Living Translation, and uh, it's just sometimes good just to read it all in one little chunk there, and then we'll go through and talk about it in case you didn't get a chance to read it uh, this week. Uh, we're going to read just the first 10 verses, I believe, and then we'll go from there. James chapter 4. What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Isn't it the whole army of evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous for what others have, and you can't possess it, so you fight and quarrel to take it away from them. And yet the reason you don't have what you want is that you don't ask God for it. And even when you do ask, you don't get it because your whole motive is wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. You adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with this world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again, that if your aim is to enjoy this world, you can't be a friend of God. What do you think the scriptures mean when they say that the Holy Spirit whom God has placed within us, jealously longs for us to be faithful. He gives us more and more strength to stand against such evil desires. As the scriptures say, God sets himself against the proud, but he shows favor to the humble. So humble yourselves before God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw close to God, and God will draw close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you hypocrites. Let there be tears for the wrong things you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. When you bow down before the Lord and admit your dependence on him, he will lift you up and give you honor. Now, I'm not sure James had very many friends. Because <laughs> that's a fairly strong language there, isn't it? And every time I read it, I, I just become more and more humbled. It is very sobering. And you realize, oh, I am just not worthy. <laughs> I keep trying at this thing and trying at this thing. But there's just still some things in me that just should not be there. But that's okay, because that's part of growing up, right? It's realizing when you still have some room to go. It's when we think we've accomplished it all that we get into a little bit of trouble. So he's talking about, um, in chapter 4, the very first part, that there are wars and quarrels and things among you. Now, who's he talking to? Remember who this letter is written to? The church, right? Christians. 
Did y'all know that Christians have quarrels among them? Did y'all know about that? And wars and things going on and all kinds of foolishness. So we're going to find out today why. Because he's like, why is, why is that going on? If we are filled with the Spirit of God, and God is love, and God is peace, then shouldn't we be able to be at peace with each other? The psalm says how good and pleasant we're brothers to be able to dwell together in unity. So wonderful, right? Well, what seems to be the hang-up? Why do we just keep missing it? You would think if there's peace anywhere, if any group of people could get along, it would be, uh, you know, us Christians, fellow brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. But that is not the reality of it, is it? And there's a couple of reasons for that. We'll get to that. Now, all right, so he tells us that we're at war with each other. Now, there were a couple of things going on in that church at the time. Uh, some still may be going on like, you know, here. There were class wars where, you know, they because he told us at the beginning of the letter, um, don't, you know, give more honor to somebody because they're rich than you do somebody that's poor. So there was the battle of the classes. Uh, sometimes that still happens in our churches today, you know, the haves and the have-nots. Uh, some people or the educated or in the uneducated, however, but there are differences, different groups, uh, little factions uh, that can appear uh, in our churches. And, and we should, when we see that kind of thing coming along, we really should, uh, especially those of us in you know, leadership positions, should do what's necessary uh, to, make, to take care of those things, right? There shouldn't be little groups or little pockets uh, of people in the church we should all be able to flow and worship together and study the word together and grow together. Okay. So he was talking about there were class wars between each other. There were fights in the church. Uh, people, the, the goal was selfish ambition. Uh, when he was talking about at the beginning, don't all of you, don't every, everybody shouldn't want to be teachers because we're going to be held to a higher standard. Now, what does that let you know? that there was something going on where everybody in the church wanted to teach, right? Do you know we still have that kind of stuff going on? We do. You'd be surprised at people that want to be up front. Usually those who are up front don't want to be up front, but you'll have people, they just come in and they have, you know, learned one scripture and they've been in church 10 minutes and they want to lead the Bible study. And so uh, there was that kind of thing going on. <clears throat> excuse me, people were, were battling for positions. And it was all about self-ambition. They weren't necessarily trying to do what God wanted uh, done. They weren't trying to serve and to please him so much as that they were trying to make a name for themselves. And we have to be careful about that, that we don't allow ourselves to get caught up in that kind of thing, uh, even right now. Because remember, we are the same. People are the same. People that James or the Christians that he was talking to way back ever how many hundreds of years ago, those same personalities and attitudes exist in our churches today, which is why the Bible is so alive and that it doesn't matter that it may have been talking about people that lived uh, many, many years ago because we have the same sort of attitudes and, and nature is the same. It still applies to us today. And so we have to always be mindful that they, we don't get caught up uh, in those kinds of things because that leads to war with each other. 
when we are, you know, trying to get different positions or we want to be recognized or this one gets upset because you called them up in front of the church and gave them a certificate. You didn't call me up in front of the church. Give me one. You know, let's keep focus. Let's let the main thing or the important thing be the main thing, okay? And so that's what led to wars uh, with each other. Uh, he was also telling us about how we were being at war with ourselves. Now, remember, we talked about this before. We have our body here, which is a vessel. This actual physical body is a vessel. If you ever, have you ever seen the movie Iron Man? You know, he's in the big thing, right? So the suit without him just is a suit that hangs in the closet, right? It needs somebody to operate it. And if he's in the suit and he wants to fight evil, well, then the suit will do good, right? It will take care of the bad guy, but, you know, not mess up over the good guy. But if the bad guy gets in the suit, then, you know, the suit's going to be destructive. So our body is like that, the suit. It's going to go and do what we tell it to do. My arm doesn't have a mind of its own. I'm so grateful for that. Because there's no telling what kind of trouble. You know, so you can't slap somebody and say, I don't know what my hand was thinking. You know, I never would have done that to you. We can't blame the suit, can we? And some of us want to. You know, when somebody says something and you spout off at the mouth, you, I don't know why my mouth did that. I don't know. I would have ever said those words. I wasn't even thinking them. We can't get away with that, can we? Because this body's just a suit. Now, there are two different natures uh, within us that are warring for control of the suit because the suit is very powerful and can accomplish a lot of good and also can bring a lot of destruction. And so there are two natures at war. We have the old nature, also sometimes referred to in the Bible as the flesh. This is the nature that we inherited from Adam. It is prone to sin. It likes to disobey because it likes to do things that just make it feel good, that are just focused on its um, pleasure and satisfaction with little or no respect to God. Okay? So the old nature wants control of the body. And then if you've been born again, uh, then we have the new nature. The new nature, thankful for uh, Jesus Christ, that we from the last Adam can inherit, uh, the new nature is God-focused. This nature wants to live a life that's pleasing to the Lord, uh, to do those things that are good in his sight. And so you have these two natures at war with, with one another for control of the body, of the suit. Now, I don't know about y'all, but that's a lot going on, isn't it? And depending on which one you feed the most will determine which one is stronger and which one is more than likely to have control of the body at any given time. Now, how do we we feed these natures? Well, the new nature that's God-focused, when you do things that are, when we pray, We are communing with God. When we study the word of God, we are seeing ourselves like what I told you when I, every time I'm here looking at James, I'm humbled and thinking, whew, that's pitiful. 
I am no better off. I mean, I thought I had grown, but my goodness, I can do, say some very petty things. And it just breaks your heart, you know, when you just say, I can't believe I did it again. I said it again. I should just put some duct tape over my mouth. But we've learned that what? It's not just the mouth, right? It's out of the abundance of the heart. So when you keep saying the wrong things, there's something percolating down in your heart that needs to be dealt with, right? So we have to get to the root of the issue. Otherwise, if it were just that simple, we could all just walk around with duct tape on our mouths, right? But it wouldn't work because even David said, when I tried to hold my mouth closed, my heart burned, and then I said it anyway. <laughs> it would come out. It would come out some way or another. If we were just, it would, through our eyes, we would be giving people the stink eye, you know. It would come out. If it's in you, it's coming out. So we got to get it out of us, right? <clears throat> okay. So when we feed this new nature by studying the word, uh, spending time in prayer, worship, spending time in worship, focused on things that are like God, this nature gets stronger. And it can take control of the suit. And we'll do good things. And when we speak to people, we will speak life to them instead of tearing them down, right? We will be about doing God's business. It won't be focused on us, but we'll be doing what, what, what we know that he wants us to do, helping people that need to be helped. Everything will be right with the world. This nature here is like our default position. When you don't do, so you, it's not like you have to do anything to make your own nature strong. You ever realize that you don't have to, to have a bad attitude and to be ugly to people, you don't really have to go home and practice that, do you? You don't have to sit back and think of how can I be jealous or how can I be covetous, you know, or how can I lie. You don't even have to practice lying. Some people practice lying because they want to be really good at it. But you don't, but you don't necessarily have to practice lying, do you? I mean, you can look at a little child with crumbs all over his face. Did you eat the cookie? No. It wasn't me. Did you break the lamp? No, his foot tangled all up in the cord. No, wasn't me. You don't have to practice those things. They come natural. But when we don't want this one to be stronger, we have to strengthen this one. So we have to do something to strengthen the new nature. Otherwise, the old nature's gonna have control of the body. So you see, this is a war that's within ourselves. And that's a lot going on. On any given day of the week, even just sitting there right now, you all are at war. Some of you, the war is, should I keep listening or move on to something else? <laughs> right? And some of you, is, the war is, what am I going to do when I leave from here today? Am I going to go participate in some Christian-like activities or not? <laughs> but we're at war, even while we're sitting right here, right now. So that's another thing that's going on. Now, have you ever, I know you have been, but think of an instance where you really just had a big decision, something you were wrestling with in your mind, and that thing kind of has your attention. Doesn't it make you, it makes it a little bit more difficult to be around other people, doesn't it? So sometimes this very nature of the war that we're going on uh, with inside can lead to wars with other people on the outside, simply because you're just not at your best, right? 
And if somebody keeps, you know how they keep poking the bear? They keep asking you a question. You think, not right now. Let's just talk about it later. And they keep on and they keep on. And this nature is trying to get stronger. But if you just give me a few minutes, I need a little long time. But you just keep on. And so, bam, there it is. (laughs) And then you've said something or you've done something. And you think, why didn't I just walk away? If they wouldn't walk away, why didn't I just walk away? So it can lead to us being at war uh, with others. Now, the third one he was talking about is we're at war with God. Did you realize that we were at war with God? We can be at war with God. Now, how are we at war with God? If we're being rebellious. Rebellion. He's told you clearly to do one thing and you are choosing to do something else. We're at war with God. When we're allowing sin to just have free course in our lives instead of the word of God to have free course in our lives, we're at war with him. Uh, Because he tells us in order to, you can't be a friend of the world and a friend of God. And we, uh, there used to be, now I know, I don't really, you hear about it some when people talk about being worldly. And I used to be like, what does that mean, you know, being worldly, um, you know, having characteristics of the world? Now, that's not meaning like worldly, meaning the cosmos, because we're all a part of, you know, that. But worldly meaning that we choose when it's time to choose, when we have the option to choose, we choose those things that are characteristic of the world system, a system that likes to function outside of God's control. Do you know what I mean? So instead of submitting our lives to God and trying to do what he wants us to do, being worldly means that we choose a life uh, away from him. And you can be a Christian, I can be a Christian, and still be worldly, still be more, you know, geared toward those pursuits of the world. What is happening there? We are allowing this, when we allow the old nature to have more influence over us than the new nature, we are worldly. We are participating in worldly things. Now, and some people say it has to do with, you know, how you dress. And, of course, the pants would be out. And not only am I in pants today, but I'm in jeans. So, you know, to some people that would be considered worldly. Hopefully none of y'all, hopefully haven't offended anybody, but it was necessary. I had a cute outfit picked out. It was just a jeans kind of day, okay? Um, And so, but when we are striving to do things that are more pleasing to this old nature, because remember, this comes easy, doesn't it? The new nature is like swimming upstream. Now, salmon can do it, but it's hard. To swim upstream, right? We're sort of fighting against the grain. But when we give in to that old nature, it puts us in a war with God. And now think about as we're going from day to day, you've got all of this going on. You're at battle inside. And the battle inside, depending on what nature you give into, can put you either closer to God or at odds with God. And then you got people who are also in their same same battle as you. And you're all bringing all of that into one room and to one organization, there's going to be some disagreements, right? But part of being a mature Christian is realizing, just because Sister Norma snapped at me when I came in this morning, that 
that's an example, Sister Norma. You just snap me. Doesn't mean that she doesn't love me. If I'm a mature Christian, then I stop. My first thought is, okay, there must be something going on in her life. Maybe I should take a moment and pray. Because that's not Sister Norma. She doesn't do that. If I'm an immature Christian, I'm like, who does she think she is? I'm the first lady, okay? You better recognize. You know, but that wouldn't that would be my own work because what does that what does that show? There's some insecurities in my heart. Something going on with me if that's my first response. And so now just Norma snapping at me is not my problem because now I'm at my own warm like, Lord, why would I even act like that? I mean good grief. And then I got to take my own self to the altar where I could have just been taking Sister Norma to the altar. <laughs> now I gotta take me and get me straightened out, and then take her and help her get her straightened out. So there's all kinds of things going on. So let's be mindful of that. If somebody doesn't speak to you, you know, or like you thought or doesn't, you know, and I have to, Lord, have mercy. If somebody doesn't give you the, you know, the respect of whatever you think you deserve, step back a minute and think, okay, why am I acting this way? What in the world? And I just cannot tell y'all how many times over the past few days I've had to step back and think, good grief, Samika, what in the world? (laughs) Are you not done with all that stuff yet? But when we spend time in prayer, this is why it's so important, spend time in worship and ask the Lord, Lord, show me my heart. Create in me a clean heart. You know, renew a right spirit in me. Help me, Lord, to get this stuff out of me. I don't want to walk around acting like this and thinking like this and behaving this way because I know that that is not like you, and I don't want to be at war with God. That's a war you're not going to win. Why? You know what they say, my arm's not long enough to box with God? I don't want to antagonize him. Let's just fellowship together. I want that, you know, Adam and Eve in the garden before they ate the fruit, you know, where they could walk and fellowship with God. I don't want to be the afterward where I'm somewhere trying to hide and he's like, where are you, Samiko? Nowhere. You know, and then you got to try to blame people. Why'd you do that? Well, it was that husband. that you. <laughs> it was those kids, Lord, <laughs> that you gave me. It was that family that I was born into. You know, you can't. We just can't do that. So we don't want to be at odds with God. But that's how we, when we are at war. Now, James doesn't just leave us there. Because wouldn't that be awful to just show us how we're wretched and undone and then close the book? He doesn't do that. He gives us a path uh, to peace. And that starts at verse 7. What does he tell us to do if we want to be at peace? First of all, we have to submit to God. Submission is a choice, has nothing to do with the other person. All about you. I can choose to submit to who I want to submit to. And somebody could be the best. I could have, and I do, have the absolute best husband in the world. So submission to him is easy. But then still there's some days where I'm like, I got a brain. (laughs) I I can take care of this. Because that's what? Some war going on in me, right? (laughs) So even with the best husbands in the best situations, I still have to choose 
to submit. We don't get any better than God. And we have to choose to submit. And what does that mean? We're going to do things his way. I'm going to acknowledge him. I'm not going to get all caught up in, well, I think I want to do it like this. I think my way is better. We're going to submit to God. Um, It's a military term that means get into your proper rank. Realize that I am, in fact, not in control of this thing. That he can see further than me. He knows better than me. Uh, think about it with our children. You ever had your child rear up in your face and you're like, whoa, oh, wait a minute. You're the child in this relationship. That means something. You know, don't forget yourself, ever how old you get. If I have to stand up on the chair to stare you down, I'll do that. So we have to get in our proper rank. Remember who we are. We are his creation. He made us. We don't get to rear back at God. I'm because you didn't do what I wanted you to do when I asked you to do it. Really? Won't go that route. I don't think so. All right. When we submit to God, um, we draw near to God. That means we move closer to Him. The same things that strengthen this new nature are those same things that draw us closer to him when we deal with the sin that's in our lives. It's there. Uh, there's no point in embracing it and saying, you know, and, and that's sort of like what people do. They say, this, is just, this is just who I am. You know, I'm hateful. Deal with it. No, I got anger issues. I got a temper. No, you need to deal with the sin that's in your life. Get to the root of that thing. Ask the Lord to show you. Show me my heart, Lord. What's in there that I need to get? Instead of what, yeah, but we have gotten to where we just embrace it. That's just part of who I am. No, that is not supposed to be a part of who you are. It may have been a part of who you were for this many years. Well, it's time to get rid of that. And that's what he's telling us. Don't sit there and laugh and smile about the sin that you're in. That should grieve us. When we see something that's in us, if we are jealous, if we are covetousness, you know, or whatever, envy, if we keep up strife, if everywhere we go, we're causing problems, that should grieve us. If there is peace in the room before you walk in and everybody's bickering and fighting after you get there, that should grieve you. There's something wrong there. And you don't tell the rest of the world to adjust. No. You, Lord, help me get this sin out of me. Help me deal with this thing. Help me, you know, whatever closure, whatever I need, help me to get that need met. And that will bring me closer. Because God's going to stand there. What it says that he resists the proud. Resisting, that's also like a, a military term. When you hear about the resistance, God's like, hey, I'm here and no further. I'm not going to allow you to come to me prideful. And acknowledge that and no, I will resist that. You're going to have to deal with that. You're going to have to work that out. I'll help you, but you got to work that out. You're not, you can't just come up in here any kind of way. Right. right. So we will draw near to God. All right. And we humble ourselves. And realize that uh, I have some problems. 
I have some weaknesses, and acknowledge God for who he is, and humble ourselves. Now, please, don't pray that prayer, Lord, humble me. Let's not do that. Because he can, and he will, but it may not be the way you want it done in front of everybody seeing what you've been doing. No. Lord, help me humble myself. Let me and you work this out over here. Get this taken care of. Everybody doesn't have to know. Now, confession is good, and sometimes we may have to go to a person just to get it out, just so somebody else knows, you know, that this is what you've been struggling with. And for some, sometimes that helps us to stay better. Like, you know, if you're, if you're dieting uh, or, or, you know, starting an exercise program, they tell you if you get a friend, get a buddy, because then you've got somebody accountable. There's somebody else that knows that you're trying to lose 15 pounds. So when they see you with the jelly donut, they're like, oh, you know, that's not going to help you, right? And so if you got a problem with gossip, and you may need to tell somebody, I just can't help it. When I hear some news, I just got to tell it. Then when they're around you and they see your lip twitch like it does when you're getting ready to spill the beans, they're like, hey, come on. You don't, you don't even don't. So sometimes that's good, you know, if you got a, a buddy that you can work with that can help you. Uh, and we should be able to be that for each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, but you want to make sure you're getting somebody that's working on strengthening their new nature and not just relying on their old nature or your business is just going to be everybody's business. You know, you have to be careful about that. Just, just like when we ask people to pray for us, sometimes you can't tell everybody, you know, what you need prayer for. Because then they get up at the altar in front of everybody on Sunday. I'm praying for sister so-and-so because she just can't help stealing when she's in there. What? You know, and she's been thinking about tipping out on her husband, and I'm praying for her strength, Lord, that she won't do it. Strengthen her up, Lord. You know, <laughs> we have to be careful about that kind of thing. But we want to humble ourselves. We draw near to God, and, and the Word tells us when we um, submit ourselves and we resist the devil that he will flee from us. Just like God resists the proud, we can resist the enemy when he comes our way and say, I'm not giving in to that. I can't help it if you got me the past 10 times, you're not getting me with it today. I'm not gonna think about tomorrow because I don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring right now, but right now and this moment, I'm not going any further with you. And then we can, and, and he will flee. Because you know how when they talk about with bullies, if you stand up to a bully, they'll run the other way. Satan will do that. If you stand up to him, if you submit to God, and we are striving uh, to do what he has called us to do, we can resist the enemy, and he will run away. Now, that doesn't mean he won't circle back around and try to see, is she a little bit weaker today, a little bit weaker today? That's why this is a continual thing. You don't read, I read my Bible today, so I'll pick it up again six months from now. No, just like we have to eat every day, more than one time a day. You don't just feed your body once and think, well, that's it. You know, or take a bath one day and that's it. No, it's a continual process, okay? We're at war, but we can be at peace, okay? We'll pick up with the second part of James chapter four next week. Thank you, guys. Did anybody...
We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.